0: Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions, and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices, because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we discussed energy and in particular oil which has had a critical impact on a lot of the inflationary pressures we've experienced over the past two years whether it's at the pump to heat or cool our homes or as a key ingredient in much of what we make and consume as oil passed 100 then 120 and just the other day $130 a barrel whether it's due to climate related legislation under the new administration russia invading ukraine or simply demand increasing faster than supply, we asked how much further it would go and what we could do to slow or stop its advanced. Are high prices going to be the only cure? Because if prices do go too high, people will stop buying and we will fall into a recession. Anyway, we hope you'll listen. In the meantime, we want to discuss something that throughout Lori's and my careers, while it's critical to a lot of things it's often confusing, even to us at times.
1: Barnaby's talking of, about everything from foreign exchange to currency risk, and ultimately the dollar's role as the world reserve currency. Let's think for a minute. When you once more travel abroad, when you get off the plane and say Paris, and exchange dollars for euros, how much will you receive and once you collect your luggage and step outside to hail a taxi, how much or little will those newly exchanged euros buy you? Or when U.S. companies which receive more than half their revenues from overseas bring that money home and let us know each quarter how they did, how does that exchange process affect what their profit is? Today, for example, euros are quoted at 109, which means if you divide one by 109, a dollar would purchase 91.7 euros. A year ago, if you performed the same calculation, that quote was 118, and each dollar would have only bought you 84.7 euros. In other words, your dollar is now buying more euros today than it did a year ago, and the dollar has strengthened.
0: And why is that? Because it's important to understand that a stronger or weaker dollar has all kinds of consequences, both positive and negative, either as a headwind or a tailwind on, for example, U.S. inflation, on the profits of U.S. multinationals, and on emerging market countries, which have large amounts of U.S. dollar debt. And some of these things don't always make sense, at least not in the world in which we live today. Normally, for example, a stronger dollar would have led to lower oil and other commodity prices because being denominated in dollars, our dollar should have been buying more of it. Yet, as we said last week, we've been hitting multi-year highs on the cost of a barrel of oil and all-time highs at the pump. Today, the rising dollar has been Tightening global financial conditions in general, causing the U.S. and most other economies, especially emerging markets, to slow. And the only countries doing well are those that are the biggest exporters of these commodities, including Brazil, Saudi Arabia, and yes, Russia.
1: One reason for the dollar's strength, with all the uncertainty in places like the Ukraine, investors are seeking a safe haven to store their cash. For example, as low as rates are here in the US, they're much higher than those in Europe and Japan, where rates are still negative. Conversely, even as Barnaby said Russia is a beneficiary of higher oil prices, the fact that the ruble recently fell more than 30% overnight relative to the dollar, when we and our European allies cut off much of their access to the SWIFT banking system, This has resulted in massive inflation for the people of Russia at a time when they should be rolling in money.
0: As Ben Bernanke wrote in an article titled An Exorbitant Role in 2016, the dollars evolved since World War II. During the early post-war period, under a 1944 agreement negotiated by us and our allies in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, other currencies were pegged to the dollar while, as Bernanke admitted, the dollar was loosely – pegged to gold. The goal, he said, was to replace the gold standard, which had collapsed during the Great Depression, with something more flexible. In practice, however, the system afforded the greatest flexibility to the U.S., which enjoyed substantial freedom to pursue its own domestic policy objectives, as well as the ability to run sustained balance of payment deficits, which, according to Valérie Giscard d'Estaing, the French finance minister at the time, said it gave the U.S. an exorbitant privilege. The bread and wood systems ultimately broke down, in part because we didn't live up to our obligation to maintain price stability when we were supposed to be the anchor of it all.
1: But, In spite of this, the dollar has retained its preeminence, and part of this is perhaps due to a certain degree of inertia. People have become accustomed to using the dollar in their international transactions, and their willingness to accept dollars only increases the dollar's usefulness. But it's also because, well, at least until recently, the Fed has done a pretty good job of helping keep inflation low and stable. U.S. financial markets, especially that for U.S. Treasuries, are the deepest and most liquid in the world. And there's a large supply of dollar assets all over the place that are widely considered safe, meaning people are confident we will stand behind our financial obligations. And finally, our Fed has reliably served as a backstop in times of crisis, as we did in 2008 during the Great Recession when we instituted currency swaps with 14 other central banks, including four in the emerging markets.
0: Perhaps a little less known, it's how rigid China and other Asian countries have been when controlling their own peg relative to the dollar, keeping it in a pretty tight range, not only to control their own inflation, but also in hopes of showing the world the stability of their currency as a means of exchange. The point here is, as China's economy begins to equal and one day perhaps surpasses that of the U.S., the yuan will take on a bigger role, which we'll discuss more in depth in next week's podcast. Also, that safe haven aspect Laurie just mentioned, it can be a negative for U.S. firms because the stronger our dollar, the less competitive they are overseas. A strong dollar might mean we can buy more of their stuff with our money, any company, That actually has to compete, that will only be more difficult.
1: The automobile industry is a perfect example not only why currencies fluctuate, but why hedging is important, as we discussed in previous podcasts. Car manufacturers source their materials and assemble their products all over the world and at different stages of the process. And because what they do is in the trillions of dollars, small changes make big difference. So they're constantly having to hedge the exchange rate for things that won't be delivered for months on end to make sure they make a profit when all is said and done. Hedging helps them lock in the current exchange rate at the time they place their order so they know exactly what their cost will be. But in the process, again, they're constantly converting from euro to yen to dollar and back before they can ship the end product to the customer and be paid themselves. Currency trading, it's a huge business.
0: Well, please tune in next week for the second part of our discussion when we'll be focusing on the dollar status as the world's reserve currency and what the implications will be if and when we ultimately lose that status as England and Italy did before us. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammie for the Plutonomics Podcast signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not and offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunity to reference may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data, or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.